Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Traverne. Traverne? Traverne? How are we pronounce it? Tavaren. It's one up on the internet. Tavaren. <laughs> and I'm listening to the audiobook, so I should really know this. <laughs> Although they haven't actually mis- they haven't actually mentioned that name because I only listen to the prologue. <laughs> yes, welcome. This is a uh, a Wheel of Time podcast with myself, Bill. And this is Rob Lennon. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Hello. Yeah, there doing, were. Bill? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, there was supposed to be three of us, but I think um, one of our one. <laughs> I think our other. Uh, I think Rand's fallen over. Sleeping in the dream world, right? He is definitely. He's turned into a he's turned into a wolf somewhere and forgot to waken up. <laughs> yes. So, well, welcome everybody. Like Bill said, this is our pilot episode of the Taviran Wheel of Time podcast. We're going to just kind of go over our our you know history with the series, um, dive a little bit into what we love about this series, and, and maybe, like I said, tackle it at the prologue. Hopefully so. Right. But um, first. We've got a little reading for you. (laughs) We're going to read the beginning of the book. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose in the mountains of mist. The wind was not the beginning of there. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time. But, but it, it was, was a, a beginning. beginning. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. I love the way these books start with that. <laughs> I think when I first picked up one of these books, because um, let's get into this, Rob. Uh, let's get into how we discovered the books, right? So, I mean, you're you're a little bit uh, you're a little bit older than I am. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say that's a true statement. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to poke fun at our ages. I'm not exactly a young man myself, <laughs> but um, young and hard. I was I was round my um, uh, my wife's parents' house. So uh, this is my father-in-law, and he churns through books like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> He's always picking up like. Um, He's always picking up a new book from like the charity shops here in England just because they're a couple of quid and he'll just read anything. And science fiction and like Roman books, he loves me, just plows through them. And um, so whenever I think, oh, I really want a new book to read, I generally just have a look to see what's sitting on the shelves. <laughs> and I remember seeing, uh, I saw the very first book, um, Eye of the World, sitting there. And then I could see further along the shelf, there was like book two and book three. And I thought, oh, they're nice chunky mm-hmm. books, and I could really do with a trilogy. Chunky <laughs> is the right word. Ch- chunky is very chunky books. Definitely the right the right words. And this is so different from the other stuff that um, Robert Jordan wrote previously as well. He wrote like a big series on Conan. Wow. <laughs> and then I this... haven't read any other Jordan material besides the Wheel of Time. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you that. Neither have I, but um, I've had a look at it, and it was just like a couple of Conan novels, and I was a bit like, eh. <laughs> You know, I've seen I've seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. I'm done with that. <laughs> Got all my content from Arnold. Yep. If Arnie's done it, he's done the best version of it. So <laughs> that's the number one rule in life, Rob. 
<laughs> the Schwarzenegger clause. Exactly, the Schwarzenegger clause. Um, so yeah, so I picked up this book and started reading it, and that opening paragraph there just took me. I was just like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> um, yes. And yeah, I just plowed through it, then went back, picked up the second book, plowed through that, picked up the third book, and was like, oh, hang on, there's a fourth one here. <laughs> and so I started digging deeper into the uh, into the cupboards and up on the bookshelves at my, uh, my, my father-in-law's house, and I found another three or four of them, and then I found one that was and then I found one that was book eleven, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god, what, what? have I what have I done?" <laughs> and surprisingly, this was the first time I googled it, and this was only about three or four years ago, mate. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, no, well, maybe longer, maybe five years ago. But then this was it was only when I saw that there was an eleventh book in the series that I googled it, and then I found that there was how many is it? Fourteen? Yeah, fifteen if you include the final series. Yeah, fifteen if you include the pre uh, the the uh, uh, a prequel? new spring, yeah, the prequel. Okay. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm too invested now. I've already read three of the books, <laughs> so I, I, pil- I pilfered through the shelves and took every single one that he had. He was kind of like he was missing like the odd one in between, like number six and like number nine and stuff. And then yeah, I saw that I think this was just after Memory of Light had been released. So I was like, oh, at least it's been finished. And then this was also the first time I'd heard of Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Uh, yeah, people who listen to my other podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm with you with Brandon Sanderson as yeah. well. It's... Yeah, they'll know I have oh. a big love of Brandon Sanderson, but this is why <clears throat> because um, the middle section of the Wheel of Time uh, is a bit of a slog. Oh, I'll, I'll, I will go into that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so eventually I got to the point where I just read through the entire series in just about a year. I read all all 15 books. And okay. when I got to the end, I was just like, I want to start again. <laughs> and then I picked up book one. I got about halfway through it. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think I can do this again. <laughs> I, need, I need a break. So then I started reading Brandon's other work. I absolutely like running it. a 20, 26 mile marathon, then saying, you know what? You turn around and you run back to start. Well, this is like when you hear about these people who do like seven marathons in seven days. And you're just like, oh, what's wrong with you? Why? Sit down, watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly exactly so it's all about my, you Rob. my history my history with the series um well to go back a little bit farther my first son was born in 2001 um what i did to learn to pass the time because as as you now know uh when you have a you know, new newborn he got not that you have a lot of time on your hands but you're up at weird hours and odd hours um, throughout the night with the baby. Mm-hmm. I picked up reading. That was something I decided to start with. I went with Lord of the Rings, through, blew through that in The Hobbit, went through the Harry Potter series, blew through that, and I heard about this one series called The Wheel of Time, which is, which from my, at the time that I heard about it, was as Tolkien as you could get without actually having to read Tolkien. Uh-huh. Um, so I picked up Eye of the World, blasted through that picked up the second book blasted through that and i was with you i was hooked this is an <laughs> incredible series um at that time i would say maybe books it was only about eight or not seven or eight books available at that time but i was hooked like you and i would read it read it read it read it all through the books and i got to that middle section and as we'll we'll explain you know throughout throughout the course of this podcast 
Robert Jordan gets into kind of the funk of having too many characters spread too thin across the world. It's mm. a beautiful, lush, and filled-out world. But when you have your main cast of characters, your secondary characters, then tertiary characters, <laughs> and now you're trying to think, okay, who is this person? Okay, do they work for this person? Are, are they good? Are they bad? I, I, oh, my gosh. Then you got to go flip through other books to... Oh well, my god, it's just too much. That's so one of the things that, that is one of the things I particularly like about the series. Um is uh reading some of um Brandon Sanderson stuff where he comments about when he had to pick up the project. Um he said when he went into Robert Jordan's files, like he, he had to agree to do the project first before they let him look at them. Mm-hmm. He would pick out folders which just had pages and pages and pages of character notes. And like Brandon, Brandon admitted he'd read the series several times already himself because he loved yep. it. And he'd be like, who's this? Who's this character? <laughs> and then he'd eventually find out it was someone who had like four lines in book three. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Robert Jordan would like, he would envision this character and then just delve into his psyche in order to get the right lines out. That's and cool. I mean, it's yeah. cool. And it's, it's a good process, but well, like, my first read through of the series, I had to stop at book eight. I said, oh, my God, I can't keep up with too many <laughs> characters. So I moved on to another book series at the time. Fast forward a few, years, a few years later after that, I'm at some random bookstore with my wife. And I'm going through the section. I was like, oh, I wonder what the Wheel of Time's up to now. And I saw the, I saw the most late, latest book. And on the back of the spine, it said Robert Jordan slash Brandon Sanderson. And I'm like who's Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> Why is he co-authoring this series with Robert Jordan? So I grabbed that book, read the foreword, and it was then when I found out that Robert Jordan had passed and mm-hmm. that his wife was looking to find someone to finish his series. And I thought, oh my God, let me, let me revisit this and try and go through this again. So I picked up the series again and I read it all the way through to where I timed it perfectly that I was done book 13 as Memory of Light, the final chapter, was being released. And it was just the most incredible experience. And that was how I was introduced to the world of Brandon Sanderson. And I know this put a smile on your face. As soon as Memory of Light was done, I picked up Mistborn. <laughs> and yeah. that's, how my, that's how I got into Brandon Sanderson and the Cosmere. Because, you know, I had put down the wheel of time thinking this was this series may not finish. It's going to go on forever. You got too many characters. And then seeing, oh, he passed. Oh, God. You know, I, I owe it to myself to at least finish this, finish this man's work and, 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 to, and to get to the end of this, get to the end of the road. And I'm so glad that I did. This will be my third time going through the series, um, you know, through this podcast. Yeah, this is going to be my third as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to it all on Audible. <laughs> Second time around. I was like, school. I'm going to have someone read it to book me. in my hands now, so <laughs> old school. Old school for me. I think I will I'm need to re-book it. the podcast. I can't listen to books on the, on the phone. I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do a mixture of both, actually, because I'm going to have to make notes as well. <laughs> oh, God, I got is... names underlined. I, I, was, I was at first going to track all the names of when people start to come up for the first time when they're mentioned. But then I thought, my God, that's, that's, that, that's too much. I don't know if I can do that. Well, Brandon Sanson actually has someone who does that work for him. 
because he's done his own novels uh, on wheel of time there was someone who done okay. it and i think he i think he took them on afterwards and then they now do it all for the stormlight archive series uh, or actually for the whole cosmic the whole cosmic yeah because yeah, he sometimes submits like parts of the novel and then they come back to him going no this person is actually standing on this other planet at this time and they're like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. guess i'll rewrite this chapter then you be careful, Bill. We're going to turn this into a Cosmere podcast real quick. Uh, I think it'll be a long time before we turn this into a Cosmere podcast. <laughs> I know there's a lot of theories about how uh, the Wheel of Time is part of the Cosmere. Oh, my God. You're going to blow my mind now. No, no, no. They're, they're all fake. <laughs> People like to try and intertwine it, but Brandon Sanderson's like, yeah, that would be a bit harsh on Robert. <laughs> but I know he what is. healthier was that third knight that fought in the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Kelsey is the bloke at the pub who cries when Nanny uh, <laughs> <Danny laughs> turns up, <laughs> which is probably oh, my favourite moment in the whole books. And that bit was uh, Robert Jordan. Which bit? I'm sorry. Which bit? Um, it's the bit where uh, I think it's the very last book, and it's almost like the last paragraph of the book. And it's when uh, is it? So you wanted to mention this actually, the pronunciation of one of the main characters. <clears throat> Yeah, well, uh, okay, I'm going to warn all the listeners here first. Um, I have um, my dear Aunt Nina. She, I love her to death. Um, she, she, she's a great person, and back in her day would have drunk both you and me under the table. I can tell you that. <laughs> that doesn't take much with me, mate, since I've had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first picked up Wheel of Time, and I'm reading through it, and in my mind's eye, I'm reading it in my, men- my mental um capacity i see the name that is pronounced nineve in my mind i say nina eve now i'm warning everybody that's going to slip from time to time when we speak <laughs> of this this great character i will slip and call her nina eve please don't send me too much hate mail but it's, it's fine <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm... We, you and I both know that from our uh, video game history that some people get rather salty if you mispronounce certain characters. I think, uh, again, people who know me from my other podcasts know I'm terrible at pronouncing <laughs> pronouncing stuff. I have a really bad habit of just skim reading stuff and then making up a name in my head. And then once I've done that, it sticks. <laughs> so even once well, people correct me... I'll give you, you, if, if, you, if you fail, you fail with grace. Exactly. So I always pronounce it naive. No. Which is which is nowhere near what the actual oh word gosh. is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. uh, Nani. Is it Nai? Oh, I can't even say it properly. I thought it was Nainive. Nainive. And, okay. and I, I can only hope that our third partner has a whole other pronunciation. That would be most grand. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to call her Nainive, <laughs> or Nananive sometimes, as I used to say in my head. Nanaki. Yeah, Nanaki. Nanaki. There you go. Yeah, Nanaki. One percent. Perfect. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, I'm just um, I'm really looking forward to delving into this book again. I absolutely loved the Wheel of Time. Oh, I know, cool. and I, you know, blessing in disguise. I was selected for jury duty about a month ago. I think I <laughs> knocked out four more chapters of the first book. So I'm I'm already I'm already up to when um, they meet a certain peddler that comes to two rivers. So <sighs> oh, see, that's the thing. So because yeah, that's one of the things I also want to sort of keep an eye on as we go on through this. So, um, like I said, Robert Jordan used to go really deep into his sub-characters. So I want to do, every time we review a chapter, I want to do, hey, who's the sub-characters? <laughs> we'll give them a rating out of 10 or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just all the ones that we know aren't going to turn up later, or maybe they will. 
I think we had mentioned before we were going to have running counts of when certain literary uh, notes come up. Like oh, uh, God, yeah. every time that a female character unhappily crosses her arms under her breasts. Yeah, folds her arms or, under her breasts was one of his yeah, favorites. <laughs> happens a lot. And then mine was to how many times they comment on how ignoring the weather isn't really a magical construct. It's just something you do. It's so <laughs> cold, but how can... They say they just ignore the weather and it's fine. And it's nothing to do with magic. They just ignore it. Yeah, just ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll pick those up as we go along through the series. Yep. <laughs> we'll be like, okay. <laughs> Here's one we'll do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, definitely the uh, the folding of the arms under the breasts. That's one of those things that always goes, oh, actually, yeah. And there's the... Um, I know these are mostly female related. <laughs> these are just ones that come up. Oh. But when they smooth their dress down, I can't remember the all, exact wording, but yeah, he's always saying she nervously. Women kind of passively do when the man makes them very upset. Yes, the 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 SAE. Yes, exactly. Um, I think it's pronounced Asaidi. And then where we go again? I was a eyes sedai. Eyes sedai. Yeah, no, it is eyes sedai. There you go. That's just me pronouncing it terribly. You're right. I remember that from the audiobooks now. I remember the first time when I listened to the audiobooks and it was like, I used to, I said, I was like, oh, wow, I was way off. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's plenty of names that are yeah. in our future that we're going to have fun with. Just so everybody knows, I've touched the source and it's destroyed my memory for <laughs> reading. <laughs> you have the taint. Yes, I had the taint. I, I had way too much taint in my 20s. <laughs> it destroyed my brain. <laughs> we'll, we'll just let that one fall to the wayside. No comment needed. <laughs> okay so um well should we go over the prologue might as well start sure, off, might as well start off with the prologue with the pilot yep. so as far as i know it's some some crazy bloke kills everyone yeah you start <laughs> we start the prologue is titled drag him out um you know some like you said some crazy bloke is standing around sees all these dead people and i know that one of the lines that, that Robert so bruce willis yeah this was <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's Bruce Willis, yeah. Yep. He's standing around. He's, he's seeing dead people. He's standing. Well, the, the, the dead lay makes me think of a line from a Pearl Jam song called "Jeremy Was the Dead Lay in Pools of Rue Blood," and that the theme brought brought that that line of dialogue or that that lyric of the song to my to my mind. I thought of that. Um, but the man, the man standing around, he he's not cognizant of of the, all of all the deaths surrounding him and all the 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 destruction all he cares about is fighting his elena yes well have you seen elena that's all that's all he kept asking have you seen her have you seen her? have you seen her? and then his friend turns up to poke him <laughs> yes his friend comes up and she's like oh, do you have any idea what's done what you've done do you have any idea i mean that the one of the one of the one of the um descriptions is that the stone walls of this castle just rent and just just torn apart as if it was paper mache and you know yeah it's been torn all, to pieces all, all he hears is have, oh have you seen my elena is she safe is she safe yes. um in this prologue is the first time we get the mentions of shaitan and the taint yeah um but i mean at this point it's all just nonsense <laughs> yes <laughs> if you haven't read it we before have no idea. We, we know we know someone did some bad bad stuff Yep, and he's not quite aware. Is that that you know? It's it's just yeah. He's amazing. not aware of himself, is he? Because um, I can't. Do they actually mention the guy's name who turns up? 
let's see. Because it's it's uh, Ellen... Bialza mom, isn't it? Yeah, Ellen Main. Elon Main, I believe, is the name. Oh, okay. um, because what he does is he he performs black magic on our unaware protagonist mm-hmm. and makes, makes him, him see aware. what he's done. Yes. Yeah, brings brings to light what happened. So this is uh, Lewis Ferrin, who is uh, basically he's gone absolutely bonkers. <laughs> he's yeah. uh, he's been touching what's called the taint, which is uh, a something that a guy called Shaitan apparently poisoned the source of men's magic with. Uh, so they also it, it's all done in like from Lewis Ferrin's perspective. And he's wandering around. Yes. He's looking for his wife. He's wondering where she is. Then this guy turns up who starts taunting him, telling him, like, what have you done? You've killed everyone. And he's just like, oh, where's my Elena? She should be here. She should be here to greet our guests. That, and then, yes, that is, you greet our guests. Yes. Or lying, in, lying dead. Yes, they're all lying dead on the floor, but he just can't, Lewis can't see them. And so our, our unhelpful person <laughs> uh, casts a bit of magic on him and lets him see exactly what he's done. And yep, yep. Lewis Ferrin has destroyed everyone and everything that he loves what i love is, is jordan's brilliant description of the unfathomable pain when loose there and realizes what he has done yeah he almost sort of blacks out but then he still remains yep. conscious and he can't take the pain of knowing what he's done where he's killed Especially his wife when and he, his children yep when he stumbles upon elena's body yes that's that's the that's when it all just comes to a complete head and and it, it hits the fan basically yeah it really hits the fan. He sort of grabs hold of the source for one last time. <laughs> yep. The, the Sidon? Satan? No, I'm not going to... Uh, I'll come to the two sides of the sources uh, on another episode. <laughs> I'll, need, I'll need to hear both names read to me before I can even try to remember gotcha. that properly. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, not... See, this is why I want to do it as well, because all that sort of stuff isn't really fresh in my mind. But yeah, he grabs hold of the source and does one last enormous eruption of power because he's the dragon, as he's, as the other guy keeps calling him. Yeah. Uh, yep. And what, what is he called? Kin, uh, Kinslayer, because he's killed all of his kin, his next of kin. <laughs> uh, and yep. he, yeah, he turns Everybody's into a gigantic dead. mountain. <laughs> Driven by madness, Luz Theron teleports to somewhere random and goes out in a blaze of glory and in this moment creates what is known as Dragon Mount. Yes. Um, so, Dragon Mount is also what the uh, the fan site's called for this, and I think it's also what yep. um, I think it's also what uh, Jordan's uh, estate became called. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, where they have all their where they give out all the rights and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's like yeah, I think it's called Dragon Mount, and they have uh, recently sold the rights to Amazon to make a TV series of the Wheel of Time, which is going to be out on Amazon Prime. That is so great. That is that that is we, just to let just let everybody know we had decided to do this podcast way before that news came out. Yes. But then yeah. <laughs> when the announcement came out, we like, well, we better get get up off our rumps and get this started. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and then about a week or so ago, Brandon Sanderson then released an update saying that he'd been on site and that uh, production was going well. So we were like, oh, God, we better get this out quick. <laughs> Have you heard of any casting yet? Um, I haven't. But when he says production, I assume that means like script writing and stuff. And I think he said like he'd seen the first couple of episodes and they were looking good. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, So that's something that maybe we'll have to pick up in the future as well. 
absolutely. <laughs> we'll binge watch the uh, we'll binge watch each series and then, <laughs> and then do our review of it and how it compares to the books. That's great. That's 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 how another one of our cohorts does with uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, uh, Mister Mister Caleb Schweiss and and, and uh, his partner they do a Game yeah, they do a podcast where they compare kind of compare <clears throat> and contrast the books to the series. Mm. Yeah, that's a, a tale of Schweiss and Johnson for a few chickens yep. more. <laughs> for a few chickens more, I, I love that. If you, guys check, if you guys need a Game of Thrones podcast? <clears throat> I suggest for a few chickens more. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Cool. Um, so, is there anything else to cover on the prologue? No, I mean, it's like I said, it's just setting up. We get two characters. We don't know how they factor into the overall themes of the book yet, but we know that very strong magic, not both physical nature, but of a mental nature. And, you know, someone enough power to create a mountain. So, we know that there's <laughs> some very serious stuff going on. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, but then we don't find out until much later on that this all happened at some other point. <laughs> so it's oh, pretty no, much nothing to do with the story we're about to cover. <laughs> well, chapter one starts in a very different place with very different people in a very different tone. So exactly. So on our next episode, so this is the pilot. <laughs> on our next episode, which will be uh, episode one, uh, we will be covering the chapter "An Empty Road" from the, uh, the Eye of the World. So, guys, if you do want to read along with us or if you're picking us up sometime way in the future, <laughs> get reading. These uh, these chapters aren't always short. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll start covering one chapter at a time. I think if there are some short chapters coming up, we'll, we'll, we'll bundle a few together. And, uh, yeah, we'll okay. see how we get on, Rob. If we start, if we're finding out that we're sort of flying through, we'll, we'll start doing more and more chapters. Or if we're finding it difficult, we'll start condensing it down. <laughs> okay. But yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, have you got anything else you want to add then? No. Until then, we will see you at the Two Rivers Inn. Yes, we will see you at the Two Rivers Inn. Um, <laughs> no, is it uh, the, the the Wine Spring Inn? The Wine Spring Inn. Yes, yes. you are correct. Ah, there we go. <laughs> My memory there does work. Go. My memory does serve me correctly. I think but... we just found our outro. <laughs> our outro yes if all else fails meet back at the wine spring in meet back at the wild wine spring <laughs> thanks a lot guys yep thanks for tuning in guys and yeah we'll see you at the end we'll see you at the end take care